Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining our broadcast today. What a joy to have you. And I want to encourage you to sit back and watch this broadcast without any distractions whatsoever. Just turn everything else off and just listen closely. Let me ask you a question. Do you need a miracle today? Are you believing God for healing or deliverance? If so, then I want you to pay very close attention because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You know, I'm going to talk to you today uh, from a broadcast or from a service rather in the Southwest Believers Convention last year, Kenneth Copeland Ministries sponsored and hosted this meeting. And I'm one of the speakers each and every year. And what a privilege that is. And in this particular service, I was talking about it's time to receive your miracle. I'm going to show you from the Word of God how that it was prophesied long before Jesus ever came into the earth, that when He would come, part of His ministry would be miracles, signs, and wonders. And you know, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if He did miracles back then, He can still do them today. And I believe God wants you to know it is time for your miracle. So once again, don't let anything distract you. Just sit there and listen and watch and enjoy the Word of God and set your faith right now that you're going to believe for the miracle that you desire in your life. And I believe God will honor your faith. So watch now as I take you into this meeting and we're talking about receive your miracle now. I want you to look at someone and I want you to make this declaration before we open our Bibles this morning. I want you to say this, God is in the business of fulfilling His Word. Tell somebody on the other side of you, God is in the business of fulfilling His Word. How many of you believe that? God is in the business of fulfilling His Word. This is true whether it is the written word, the spoken word, the prophetic word. If God inspired it, then he's in the business of bringing it to pass. Matthew chapter 1, I want to read a phrase here that is found in verse 22. Now, all this was done. Now, this is talking about the birth of Jesus. Now, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, and then it goes on to say what Isaiah prophesied. But I want you to notice that phrase. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet. Then if you go to chapter 2, you will find in verse 15 that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, out of Egypt have I called my son. Now, some of these prophecies that he's referring to were spoken 700 years before. Most of the prophecies that that you'll see this phrase that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. Most of these prophecies are coming from Isaiah, some from Hosea, some from Zechariah, all here in the book of Matthew. Look at chapter 3. I'm sorry, chapter 4. 
Verse 14, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, or Isaiah the prophet, saying, look at Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. And here it's referring to the prophecy of the healing, deliverance, miracle ministry of Jesus. And it says in verse 17, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Verse 16 says that he went about casting out spirits and healed all that were sick. That was prophesied way back in Isaiah's day. And here it's being fulfilled. In Matthew chapter 12, <clears throat> you will notice in verse 17 <clears throat> that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying, and it goes on to say what Isaiah prophesied about. Matthew 21, you'll find that same phrase. Matthew 26, you'll find that same phrase. Matthew 27, you will find that same phrase, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. So once again, my point is that God is in the business of fulfilling what he says. Would you agree with that? I looked in the book of Isaiah very quickly, just quickly before coming over here, and I found this phrase 23 times, just in the book of Isaiah alone. And it shall come to pass. And it shall come to pass. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 24 says, and this is God speaking, Surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass. And as I have purposed, so shall it stand. Verse 27 says, For the Lord of hosts hath purposed, and who shall disannul? The message translation says, Exactly as I plan, it will happen. Exactly as I plan, it will happen. God even prophesied, the city that Jesus would be born in, the city that he would be raised up in. It even said, and it will, and he will be called a Nazarene. He even prophesied that at the cross, there would be those who would cast lots for his garments. And it came to pass just as God had spoken. Exactly. Everybody say exactly. Let your neighbor and say again, God is in the business of fulfilling his word. Can you say amen to that? Amen. So this shows us once again that God wants whatever he says to be fulfilled. And folks, we are living in a time where we're going to see things come to pass that, had, that have been prophesied years and years ago and many Many generations have passed waiting to see these things come to pass, and we're the generation that will see it happen. Hallelujah. Can you give the Lord a shout over that? Praise God. Hilton Sutton used to say that there's been more prophecy fulfilled since Israel became a nation than at any other time in the history of the world. Hallelujah. And now here we are in what the prophet Joel referred to as the last days. The apostle Paul referred to as the last days. 
The last days are a period of time. They began apparently on the day of Pentecost because Peter spoke, this is that which Joel prophesied in the last days. So the last days is a period of time. And it's been, what, 2,000 years since the day of Pentecost. So if that was the beginning of the last days, then surely we're in the last of the last days. Hallelujah. I read to you scripture yesterday from 2 Timothy chapter 3, where Paul gave us some major characteristics of what the world would look like, what society would look like in the last days. And if you read that, particularly the version I read, the message translation, and the description that it gives of what, what the world would look like in the last days, then it is obvious we are there. Right. One of the things the message translation said that just jumped out at me, and certainly we see that today, they will be addicted to lust. They will, they will be self-absorbed. Lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of God. We're living in a world like that today. Amen. Uh, denouncing the truth. We, got, we even have preachers <laughs> that are deceived. You know, uh, it's almost to the point now where before I accept an invitation, I want a background check. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it's crazy out there. Some of you never get out of your location. I travel all over the world. I see this happening all over the world. There's these things that are going on within the body of Christ and, and, and preachers trying to justify it. Amen. You know, there are certain things I quit doing after I got saved. And I certainly knew I couldn't do them and be a preacher. <laughs> you know, not that I wanted to do them anymore because when I got saved... Man, all things, old things passed away and all things became new. I'm not looking for ways today to justify going back and doing what I did before I got saved. I'm not interested in that lifestyle. It didn't work. It was killing me. The wages of sin are death. Amen. You know, so I'm not looking to go back and pick up something that I've already been delivered from. I don't miss it. And yet I go to churches today and they're trying to get me to drink with them. This wine thing has become big now. Preachers drinking wine. You know. I had, they used to send gift baskets to the room. Have you ever received, walked in your hotel room and a gift from the church is a bottle of wine? What's going on? I call it last days. Bible said even the elect would become deceived. Now, yeah, you can probably find your scripture in here to justify it. Like Brother Hagin said one time where he said numerous times, 
You know, there's one scripture in, his, in here that says, and Judas went out and hung himself. There's another one that says, go ye and do therefore likewise. <laughs> he said, you put them two together, you're dead. <laughs> Amen. Well, I just do it for the stomach's sake. No, you're not doing it. You're doing it for your flesh's sake. Don't go to line on top of it. <laughs> Folks, we're living in the last days. How many of you believe we're living in the last days? The Bible even said that there would be doctrines of devils, seducing spirits. Amen. We're living in those kind of times. And yet at the same time, God's never going to let the devil have the upper hand. At the same time that all of this is happening, God has also prophesied that the earth is going to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. And we're not talking about a hundred years from now. It has begun. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, the glory is here. Shout it again. The glory is here. The time for the greater works that Jesus spoke of. It's now, praise God. Amen. The time for visitations, manifestations, and demonstrations from the Holy Ghost is now, praise God. Everybody shout, now. now. Do you receive it, praise God? Amen. Now, I'm not trying to compare myself to Isaiah, Jeremiah, or any of those great prophets of old. But I have heard from God. And I do have a prophetic anointing on my life and ministry. So I choose to believe that if God inspires it and God impresses it upon me and declares that I am to speak it out, then why can't I believe that it shall be fulfilled according to the prophet Jerry as it was according to the prophet Isaiah or according to the prophet Kenneth as it was the prophet Jeremiah. Why can't we put that in a modern day context? So I say, well, how do we know if what you guys are saying is true? Well, the Bible says that uh, the key characteristic is it comes to pass. <laughs> if it doesn't come to pass, they don't pay any attention to us anymore. But if it comes to pass, hallelujah. Well, so far, since I entered into this dimension of my ministry, what the Lord has said to me every year has come to pass, hallelujah. Everything... Brother Copeland has ever prophesied over me has come to pass. What Brother Hagin prophesied over me has come to pass. Brother Roberts, Brother Osborne, uh, what they prophesied, Brother Summerall, what they prophesied over me has come to pass. And I decree to you by the Spirit of the living God that we are living in a time of visitations, manifestations, and demonstrations from the Holy Ghost. Give the Lord a shout if you believe it, praise God. And I showed you yesterday 
that the reason this is necessary is because we are indeed living in the last days and, and the same man, Paul, who told us in 2 Timothy chapter 3, the characteristics of the last days in chapter 4 by the inspiration of the same Holy Ghost said, here's what we must do when we see the world in this condition, preach the word. I charge thee, preach the word. But he didn't end there. That charge was not complete. Don't stop there. You got to go on and read a little further because it says, preach the word and do the work of an evangelist. And the work of an evangelist is signs, wonders, and miracles. Why? That's what it's going to take to turn this perverted world to God. Not just good sermons only. They got to see God in action. They got to see God is indeed alive. I love what Brother Osborne used to say. If Jesus is indeed alive, let him do now what he did before they crucified him. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Let your neighbor say, I believe. It is time for visitations, manifestations, and demonstrations from the Holy Ghost. It shall be fulfilled. It shall come to pass. Give the Lord a good shout of praise. Hallelujah. Now, let me show you something from the Word that the Lord shared with me last night about 1 o'clock in the morning. This is what Jesus was endeavoring to get across to the man at the pool of Bethesda. That man had been in the condition that Jesus saw him in for 38 years. 38 years. But when Jesus walked up to him and said, Wilt thou be made whole? What is Jesus actually saying? Now is the time for you to receive your miracle. Amen. Now is the time for you to receive your miracle. Why would he ask a man, would you like to be made whole? And the man respond, of course I would. I've been this way for 38 years. Well, just wondering, have a great day. <laughs> no, what's he saying? Will you be made whole? is implying now is the time for you to receive your miracle. Would you agree with that? Yes. Amen. Now is the time for you to receive your miracle. And praise God he did. That's recorded in John chapter 5. This is also what Jesus was saying to the woman who had been bowed over for 18 years. When he said to her, woman... Thou art loosed from thine infirmity. What is he saying? Now is the time for you to receive your miracle. Did you notice in both cases, in the mind of Jesus, it doesn't matter how long you've been dealing with this. It matters not to him how long you have suffered with this. What matters to him is, 
Are you ready for your miracle? Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, now is the time for you to receive your miracle. If you believe it, give the Lord a good shout of praise. Now, in both of those examples, I want you to notice that it was Jesus who set the time. But that's not the way it happens every time. There are also stories in here where it implies that there were people who set the time. In both these stories, it was Jesus who walked up to them and is actually saying to them, now is the time for you to receive your miracle. But the woman with the issue of blood, she set the time. I mean, in the natural, it would appear Jesus didn't even know the woman existed. He didn't even know she was in the crowd. Now, we know he perceives all things, but I'm talking about just from a natural standpoint. He's not even talking to her. He's talking to Jairus. But when she heard that Jesus was there, she determined, now is the time for me to receive my miracle. And she said, I'm going there where he is, and if I can but touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. Notice Jesus didn't walk up to her and say, now, lady, it's time. She walked up to him and said, now, sir, it's time for my miracle. I'm ready to receive. If I can just touch your clothes, I will be made whole. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, miracle working power is already flowing in here right now. Hallelujah. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. You need a miracle. Why don't you go ahead and agree with God that now is the time for you to receive your miracle. Do you need a miracle today? You know, just like in the story that we were talking about at the close of this service, that little woman, all those years that she had suffered, all those years that Satan had her bound, she finally got to the place where she was fed up with living that way. You know, sometimes you just have to get that way where you determine based on the authority of God's word that says by his stripes, you are healed, that you just have to get to the place where you say enough is enough. I'm not going to live this way anymore. And you notice, once again, she set the time for her miracle. She said, I'm going into that crowd. I'm going right up to Jesus. I'm going to touch his clothes, and I shall be made whole. You know, sometimes it's a matter of God is waiting on us. We keep saying, I'm waiting on God. Well, sometimes it's a matter of God is waiting on us. I want to encourage you right now to establish your point of contact. And you say out loud, I am believing for my miracle now. You know, I remember my dad one time, he had torn the ligaments in his hand. He couldn't, uh, his right hand wouldn't function properly. He couldn't open and close his fingers. 
And one day he was watching Oral Roberts on television. And Brother Roberts said, just stretch your hand out toward mine and believe for your miracle now. Establish your point of contact. My dad did that. Now he'd been suffering with this for a long time, but he stretched his hand out toward Oral Roberts' hand while he was watching that television broadcast and said, God, I believe for my miracle now. And immediately he was healed. You know, I want to encourage you to establish your point of contact right now and declare by his stripes, I'm healed. It's time for my miracle. You know, we're going to take you into uh, our announcer uh, sharing with you our product offer this week. It's my CDs on provision for your vision and my book, Every Day, A Blessing Day. I want to encourage you to watch this and then place your order immediately afterwards. Don't delay. You need these resources in your home. You can live in the blessing of God every day. Watch this. I'll be right back. It is God's desire that you walk in His blessing every day. In the book, Every Day a Blessing Day, Jerry Savelle reveals what the blessing of God is and how this supernatural empowerment is designed to make you prosper and excel. When the world says downsize and decrease, you can rise above. You can experience the joy and freedom that come from making every day a blessing day. In the three CD series, Provision for Your Vision, Jerry Savelle shares God-given wisdom on carrying out vision. In this message, you will learn how to know your vision is from God, why God only entrusts His vision to the visionary, how God will provide for you to carry out His vision, the biblical checklist for receiving your harvest, the possible stumbling blocks to receiving the provision, and much more. Don't wait. Request this visionary package, including Every Day a Blessing Day and Provision for Your Vision. Call or go online to Jerry jerrysavelle.org. Gain the understanding you need to apply the power of God's blessing and carry out your vision today. Don't delay. Go to jerrysavelle.org and order these resources today. Once again, three CDs on provision for your vision. Then my book, Every Day, A Blessing Day. You know, the blessing of God is an empowerment to prosper, an empowerment to increase, an empowerment to excel. God wants you experiencing that every day of your life. And I'll show you how in this book. It's, it's a, a book that you can read in a day. So I want to encourage you to go to jerrysavelle.org and order your copy of the book and the CDs today. Also, those of you that are partners, thank you so much. Your partnership is so vital to this ministry. And I know that there are many of you that have been watching our broadcast for years and years. Maybe you've never considered being a partner, but I'd like for you to prayerfully consider becoming a partner with us. This is how we reach more people is through greater and increased partnership. I want you to watch the announcer as he shares with you how that you can become a partner. And I want to say thank you for watching the broadcast today and God bless you. Our mission, motivate, evangelize, disciple, reach out. Jerry Savelle Ministries International fulfills this mission by taking the good news to every walk of life with inspiring and motivational resources, chariots of light Christian bikers, Africa famine relief, pastoral training, television broadcast. When you partner with Jerry Savelle Ministries International, we're fulfilling this mission together. Together, we're spreading the good news. We're encouraging and equipping people from around the world to be winners through Christ Jesus. Together, we're feeding thousands in famine-stricken lands. We're supporting widows and orphans as Jesus commanded. Become a partner today at jerrysavelle.org. 
Together, we're fulfilling God's purposes and plans.